Okay, two quick things before I start this episode. Number one, yes, I have a cold. I know I sound terrible right now, but I'm on the upswing. And number two is Zoom is so annoying because it does this thing where you can turn off original audio, whatever that even means. I sound like I'm calling in from my 1997 Nokia phone, but uh, it is what it is. This episode with Sean Adams, who was the very first guest on Meet the Creatives, he's back. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, and next time I'm going to try and have a little bit better audio on my side. Sean sounds awesome. I don't know what happened, uh, but I tried my best to fix it. So uh, yeah, sorry about that. But this guy today on this episode, Sean, I love him so much. He is the man. Uh, he's the guy who created the Nickelodeon Splat logo. He worked on Nick at Night. He did work for all sorts of amazing, amazing companies, Disney, you name it, he's done it all, uh, and it was a real pioneer in the design space, and it's just the best person ever. This episode is all over the place. I love it. Enjoy it, and uh, Zoom, you are so annoying. Okay, that's it. Enjoy. Goodbye. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Meet the Creatives. Today, I am thrilled to interview this guy uh, again. As a matter of fact, Sean Adams, who's with us today, was the very first guest of Meet the Creatives. Sean, thank you so much for being here. It's my pleasure, and I'm, I'm so excited to be back. I've always, after, you know, I figured, okay, I was the first one, and then I'm like, when's he going to ask me back? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Like you went on to become like a famous interviewer. I'm like, what about me? Well, I was in uh, I was in Pasadena, uh, I think like two or three years ago. It seems like 10 years ago with the pandemic, but I was in town and I think I might've gotten like lost in the shuffle. And I was just hoping that I actually went to art, the Art Center College and I was like looking around, like maybe we'll bump into each other on the corner. So right. Like, what's that old song? It's like reunited. In yeah, exactly. So yeah, good. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, All right, I'm not allowed to leave my office, so I probably wouldn't have seen anyone. So that's good. Know. Art Center College, by the way, I just want to say um, about your colleagues. It was absolute magic. I was really yeah, nervous thanks. to go there. I thought that I'd be like, you know, the uh, me going to community college and then to some no name thing really felt like it had like a lot of, you know, I felt like kind of an uh, imposter walking into Art Center and everybody was so cool yeah and, um and we had like some beer at the event and like the whole time they were just like cracking open beers and having a good time i was like oh this is i thought it would be like a stuffy art school i was like this. oh is no, no 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 it's a we're like, fun yeah i wouldn't say it's like a party school but it felt very laid back very chill yeah yeah no they work Pasadena. they work like dogs i mean there's i thank god i'm not in school because i couldn't keep up i mean they are rigorous like yeah like i'm actually pulling them back most of the time where i'm like you're working too hard you need to take time off walk around the block please eat properly please get <laughs> enough sleep because yeah. they're so dedicated and just going all the time it's so impressive but at the same time everyone's like just nice they're just like yeah. normal human beings that are friendly and they have a good sense of humor and and they're just loving what they do i love it we're gonna cut back in here i want to give the credentials so sean is the chair of the undergraduate and graduate graphic design at Art Center College of Design, the place that we're talking about, which you should definitely visit and go check out. He is the founder of the office of Sean Adams and my favorite blog of all time, basically the design blog that like launched me into all things design. I think it was somehow, somehow or another, I think it was like one of the first things I ever found, burningsettlerscabin.com. Uh, I just love it, all the weird eclectic things. I'm I so glad, I'm so glad somebody read it. I do. I'm your biggest fan. If you could see, <laughs> you'd probably be freaked out if you could see how many times like my IP. If you ever see like the same IP address coming up over and over, that's me. Oh, um, good, good. I like that. 
Yeah. And you are somewhat uh, responsible for my sort of fun, bohemian, colorful, crazy style. That's that all comes from me just trying my hardest to be you. I'm just Um, passing it along from people before me. Also, you are the author of multiple best-selling books, including The Designer's Dictionary of Color. I got it right here. I pulled it out. I love this book. And uh, most recently, um, How Design Makes Us Think. But the way that I found you was originally on what was then lynda.com and is now mm-hmm. LinkedIn Learning. But if you take anything away from this, go check out Sean's um, courses on LinkedIn Learning. I went to a, a pretty good design school. I learned like some of the baseline stuff, but I love taking your classes. I've taken them multiple times. I pretend that I'm a student at an art center every time I do it. It's really well, good. Well, thanks. They are so fun to make. I mean, I just, I love, I just shot two, two of them last week. What are they coming out? I can't wait. I'm itching. It's so hard to do because, you know, because we're all at home, the studios, you know, um, it's now LinkedIn Learning and they have the largest production facility north of Los Angeles in the country um, in Carpinteria, which is near Santa Barbara. So typically I go up there and it's like, you know, there's like five television studios. This is all set up. But since we're at home, they ship me all of the equipment. Right. And, And I'm like you know, you set it up remotely and make it all work. And um, it's great. I mean, they're so fun to make. And, and it's so nice when you, when you get nice notes from people like, you know, that are like in Bombay or, you know, like a you know, far away, you're like, wow, this is great. Someone's learning something. I love this. As I mentioned before, you were the first guest on Meet the Creatives. And since then, I actually uh, had to count it up and it has been 160 two uh guests since you've last been on and that was in february 2016 the very first episode of meet the creatives wow is that long ago that's amazing but you get real superstars i'm always amazed like you get great people it's like you know one of my favorite things i don't don't understand because like the (laughs) just to be honest sometimes i'm like i feel like the numbers should be higher for who i'm locking down but you know recently i just uh i just learned to love it and it's the ultimate sort of a, I know you're a big history buff. It's the ultimate Trojan horse, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of what it was originally. I was like, how am I going to get in touch with these people? And um, I've learned to kind of not pay attention so much to sort of the vanity metrics of it and just to enjoy um, the privilege to get to talk to people like yourself and everyone who's come on here. So yeah, that's uh, the thing. I think it was actually that on, on Debbie's show, I would think I was like the third guest and yeah. um and, and, and it's funny because back then, like the audio was all goofy because it was like on the telephone. And, um, <laughs> and but it, the great thing is it's like it's how you make good friends. I mean, I really got to know Debbie just through that. And, you know, I get to know you through this. So it's yeah. perfect. I know. It's crazy. We have not met in person, which is like wild to me. We've spent hours yeah. and hours and hours together. Well, yeah. I, have, I spent hours and hours yeah. with you. We've spent about, yeah. you know. Well, if I can never leave my house, you know. Yeah. Well, that's good. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get into it here. OK, so obviously you're an educator of the highest regard. Uh, and this podcast is for people that are just starting out. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll start kind of open-ended and then we'll kind of bring it in. But, you know, you sit down at a cocktail party with someone like, oh, my son does graphic design. Like what, what are some of the things that you hear and what's some of the advice that you give out over the years? And then we'll go in a little bit more. Hey, so, I mean, that's a great question. I, and it's funny because you, you know, you, it is exactly like that. Like, you know, like, you know, sort of when you could actually go to dinner with people and you'd be sitting next to someone and they say, what do you do? You say, I'm a graphic designer. And, and they'd be like, oh, my son's interested in graphic design. Oh, what right. should he do? You know, you get that all the time. And, or you get people that are like, 
is that clothes? What do you do? I don't understand. What do you design? Like, is my dad know, still doesn't know. We're yeah. Six years like, what? I don't understand. Are you fashion designer? I'm like, no, I'm not a fashion designer. I can be able to dress myself. What are you, are you kidding? You know? Um, and, but then, you know, you, and I always tell them like, well, you know, Hey, they got to go to school. Like, I'm sorry, you know, and they're like, oh, are you sure? Because it seems like you could just do it all online. And and I'm like, well, you can, yeah, I could learn to be a plumber online. I'm not going to be a very good one, you know. I mean, I'm sure I could, like, bumble my way through. But, you know, you're, you're you know, it's the opportunity to take, you know, four years of your life and really learn learn something and really put the time to it, um, and the, which is great. I mean, the, the hardest part of this, honestly, and so it's can be demoralizing and it's, um, it's heartbreaking at times. Um, we have a, every term we have a, a, like a prospective student night, you know, where potential students can sign up and, you know, we used to do it on campus. Now we do it online and people can ask questions. Hey, what's the program like? What's it going to, you know, what's, what can I expect? You know, Oh, I'm thinking about, I'm trying to decide between an art center or Yale, which I, you know, and a lot of times people's parents will be there, you know, even on zoom, same thing. And, and it's every, every so often you'll hear a parent say, I don't want my son or daughter to do this because they need to make a living. And little and do they, they know you could be balling. They're going to make a living. Yeah. <laughs> this, they're not going to, they're not going to be starving artists in Paris in the attic. I can right. guarantee that. Yeah. Like, you know, I have people graduating that are starting like at the six figures there. This is a great field. Like yes. it is made, this is the right time to be a graphic designer because there's such a high demand for what we do. And um, just getting that message out to, to parents that this, you can be creative, you can do exciting work, you can have an impact on the world. Um, and it doesn't mean that, you know, oh, well, sorry, you have to be an accountant because, you know, that's the only way to make money. I, I kind of pull from both sides on this because I also get the same question too. I'm probably way less qualified to answer it, but, you know, I, I try and so on the one hand, I'm like, you can make a lot of money. It's financially viable. There's a lot of things. You'd be surprised how easy it is to get in touch with people. But mm-hmm. on the opposite side of that, like you really got to work at it. And I'm okay yeah. with the fact that I'm, I'm in the, the grind of it. And everyone's been really encouraging and, and helping me along on my journey. But it's not going to happen overnight. You really got to kind of grind it out. And there's a lot to be learned. And a lot of times you're not going to get that with it with, just from school. There's still, like... It, learning is continuous, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I mean, when I, when I graduated from, from college, um, April Griman told me it's going to take 15 years for you to get to that place in your career where you really feel like you've kind of, you're making it right. Like that you're, you're hitting that, you know, the right, the right, where you want to be. And obviously you never get to exactly where you want to be. Hopefully you're always striving, you know, but that did indeed turn out to be true. I mean, it yeah. really was. Wow. 15 years later, I had started my own firm. I was actually like, you know, getting some, some recognition and, you know, monetary success. And I was like, she was right, you know, and I'm glad it took 15 years. Yeah. If I had, if, you know, if I had launched earlier and, you know, granted the whole time I was like, you know, I was working with amazing designers. I mean, I worked for April for many years. I worked with Lorraine Wilde. I worked with Sheila Brettville. I mean, but, um, but if I had like gone out on my own right out of school, my work wasn't ready. I mean, I was not in the, I needed more experience, you know, just learning from them and just life experience, you know, a little maturity. So I didn't like stomp in a meeting and yell at someone or, (laughs) you know, get offended if someone said your composition's off, you know, 
or raise your hand in a meeting where you're not even where you're not supposed to be seen i've I've done that i've been down like what happened (laughs) yeah yeah what went wrong yeah but just being patient it's so hard and i totally get it i mean i i remember my first job which i loved which was like you know you know um designer at the new york public library and like two years into it i was like I got to do more. I got to do, I got to, I should be doing more. I should be doing more. I should be like, I should be climbing faster. I should be climbing faster. And, and, and I look back, I'm like, what was my rush? Like, why didn't I just savor the time, which I did. I mean, I loved it. It was great, but what was I rushing for? You know, like, like take the time and, you know, and in the end, yeah, I was forced to like, take my time, learn the craft, learn how to work with clients, understand business um, and, and build a strong network, you know, like, thank God for my network, you know, that yeah. but it, it really was like, not in some ways, it was like sort of the, the analog version of what you do that, you know, I started off working at the table for AIJ Los Angeles, um, taking tickets from people, which got me to know sort of everyone in the community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then they said, Oh, do you, do you want to take over the events committee? And that was great. Cause then I'm like, okay, I can invite all these people I really respect to come and speak. Right. Which was like, okay, then you go to dinner with them. I mean, I think like the first time I met Paula Cher was like, like 19, I don't know, 92 or something like that. And, or 19, whatever. And, and um, or no, it must have been 1990. And I invited her to speak and then we went to dinner and, you know, she's been a great friend since, but that's sort of how the world works, right? Like, yeah. thank God I took the time to really yeah. learn. And yes, it is so hard, especially, you know, if it's if it's someone like you who's like, you know, you're you're driven, you're an amazing designer, you know where you need to go. And it's like, can I get there faster? You know? Right. Yeah. And there's really no no shortcuts to it. Right. Portfolio advice. I know that's right. something that you get all the time. Yeah. And there's a whole bunch of misconceptions. Is there anything that comes to mind right away? What do you see that you like? And what are some of the things you see? You're just like, oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good, good, good this? question. I like that a lot. And yeah. thank you for asking that because it will save a lot of misery in the world. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if, if people do certain things. Like, right. Yeah. Okay. First off, do not do anything tricky. Like, I cannot tell you how much I dislike someone's portfolio. They bring in a portfolio and it's in like, it's a pizza box, but it's also a cookie box. And it's, they unwrap <laughs> it. And I'm like, just show me your work. Come on. Like, I don't need it to dance for me. Like when you do that, it's sort of a symbol, like maybe your work's not good enough and you're having to like dress it up a lot. Yeah. Um, And, and, you know, or, or it's a, it's a website and you go to it and it's doing like everything, but taking you to lunch, you know, like every little (laughs) trick in the book, but then you go to the work, you're like, that's not so good actually. You know, like, like, so just present the work, let the work speak for itself. Like get out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always think it's a really good idea to, to, sh- to have projects in there. People were like, how many projects? And I say like five to seven, I think it's a really good amount. Like on your, you know, on a site, if it's like your own portfolio site, five to seven major projects, you know, that have some text and some description. This is what the assignment was. This is what my response to it was. This was the result, you know, so I know what you're taught, what you're doing. Um, and then the, you know, it's great to have in there some examples of process, like here's some sketches that I did because people get fixated on the final product, but you're really getting hired for your thinking and yes. your ability to explore things. Um, 
I can look at a beautiful poster. I don't know if that took you two years or five years or right. 10 minutes, you know? So, so I want to Paula see, like, said the exact same thing that you're saying, like okay. verbatim. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's like, it looks great. It's not that it doesn't look great. It's right. I don't know how long this took. I don't know how long that took. And and I'm not I don't know, you know what the, but show me yeah. some, I want to see how you think. And, and I always think it's a good idea in terms of kinds of projects, show something that's really out there, like really shows some like, this is sort of like, wow, that's far left thinking and kind of wackadoodle and right. really pushing some envelopes. And it's, it doesn't have to be like the weirdest design in the world. Maybe it's just a weird media. Like right. maybe you did something in Play-Doh, you know? Um, oh yeah, that's cool. Something just really that's like not expected. But on the other end, show me something really functional. Like I want to see a bus map, you know? I want to know that you can manage simple information. Yes. Like, you know, that it's, so you're showing some of the breadth of your thinking from, I can come up, I have big ideas. I have all, I can think alternatively. I can ask, you know, interesting questions. But I'm also skilled. I can set a business card when push comes to shove. Right. You know, like like this is doable. Um, you know, because a lot of times you see stuff and it's just sort of like all just functional work, and you're like, yeah, boring. You know, or you'll see stuff that's like, okay, that is so far out there. I don't think this person would be happy sitting down <laughs> if I said, could you help me lay out this book? You know, right. yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, you know, it's like I think the, I, I saw a portfolio once, and it was seriously primarily um, a project about this woman's toenail collection that she had clipped her toenails for two years and then saved all of them and organized them like you would organize butterflies. That's so and that weird. The, and I'm like, I don't you California think people. <laughs> you're not going to be happy when I say um, I need, we're designing a publication. Can you help me with layouts or this website needs alternative pages that are, you know, she might've been, but the portfolio sort of said, I don't want to do that kind of work. I just yeah. want to do toenail clippings of some sort, yeah. you know, yeah, sure. but showing that range is important and don't show anything you don't want to do. Yeah. Like don't get good at anything you don't like doing. Yeah. If you don't like to type, don't learn how to type. Right. <laughs> I see that with, with student work sometimes, like they'll be like, this is like the such and such granola beehive company. And I'm like, I know that that's, you're not into that shit. You're yeah, exactly. You're yeah. like a barstool sports fuckboy type character. Yeah. I know that you're not into this like woo woo kind of stuff. Like yeah. do like you want to go work for like Dave Portnoy at barstool sports, like show me right. like brash sports, like give me what you really are. Show me what you want to do. And you'll yeah. get hired for that. You're not going to get, right. you know, you don't want to go to or work the opposite for someone. Of that, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's a two way street when you're talking to someone, like, do they do what I enjoy doing? Are they, you know, are they, uh, you know, the kind of, pro, do they, are their clients reflect what my interests are? Are they, you know, and if I hated to code websites, don't learn how to code websites. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so true. I think that a huge thing that you're talking about here is sort of like a transfer of enthusiasm. I know when I first um, interviewed with Ron Burge at Hershey, I'm not sure if you, you I did some sort of Disney connection there somewhere along the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember I, I talked to him about how, like, when I was a kid, I used to love, like, Willy Wonka and Gene Wilder, and, and I wanted to, like, live in that chocolate factory. And I talked about how, like, when I was a little kid, I went to Disneyland, loved it. My parents were burning through credit cards, just typical 90s parents. We didn't have any of the money, but we were there. We made it. I went to go to Peter Pan, and I loved it so much. And then 
<laughs> and then the credit cards ran out and we were not going back to Disneyland. Right. In, yeah. In my basement, I needed, I was like, you know what? I'm going to make, I'm probably six or seven years old. I'm like, I'm making my first art installation and I'm, I'm going to make, remake the Peter Pan ride. And I took That's out, so cool. you'll love this. I know. And I took all of my, the Christmas lights and I, and I lined them up and I, and I built like little Lego cities. And then I put the little matchbox cars and stuff like that. Uh-huh. So, and, and then I took my sister's uh, little mermaid, big, uh, big wheel, whatever they're called. And I sort of made this sort of track and I would turn all the lights off and I'd go <laughs> so around cool. through it. Okay. That story sounds so crazy, but no, it sounds story. amazing. I'm like, do your parents think you were nuts? Oh, they, they knew I was like full blown on this, on the spectrum. I also uh, watched Tim Allen's the Santa Claus. And I uh, thought that I was, <laughs> my wife was looking at me like, what are you doing? Um <laughs> In my basement, I turned my parents' basement also into the North Pole. And then it was Star Wars and it was everything. That's amazing. That's great. I mean, you yeah. know, that's, that's, that's sort of the mark of a true designer, right? Like you want to remake the world. But and, that's what I'm saying, though. These sort of you know. crazy, silly stories are what yeah. people like yourself and creative directors want to hear because anybody can go in where they're like, you know, modular. Oh, uh, yeah. Here's like my that. lovely poster. And here's a product design right. that looks like I everything. I thought I was Santa Claus. I had an identity crisis. Yeah. I used to, that's how, when I first met up with Brian Collins, that's what I told him about. And that was how I, people like, how are you like actually friends with him? Like, (laughs) how did that happen? I was like, I went in there and I was so nervous that I just had word vomit. And I was like, I thought I was Santa Claus when I was a kid. And I also tried to be Peter Pan. Well, that's, that's the thing that's amazing about Brian too, is like, you know, I mean, I've known Brian for 30 years and he never loses any energy. I don't know what, how he does that. I'm like, crazy. how do you maintain this level of excitement and passion and energy year after year after year after year? I mean, I'm so jealous of that. He's just like, and I really, seriously, I'm like, I don't have that kind of stamina. I mean, he's like remarkable that, that but he's yeah. so energized by, he's so excited about things all the time. You guys kind of, rem- you're, you're like West Coast Brian Collins. And, and, and oh, thank Brian. you. My, I'm the my, lazy Brian Collins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A little, a little more California, a little more uh, Joni Mitchell. No, yeah. Um, yeah, well, what's funny was like early on, I was just so like obsessed with the guy that it was just like weird. It was sort of like this fanboying thing. And then right. I went out and when, when I actually went out to San Francisco, I met some of his team and actually got to know them better. And they're just like, Hey, just like, just chill. Like he likes you. Like, it's good. Like just be like, you know, just be cool. You got yeah, like, Yeah. Like, yeah. Brian's just an ordinary guy. Well, one like, day, you know, one awesome. day you'll probably like work here. Like not yet, but just like hang around. And then um, I found out that he lived around um, the corner from my grandparents who retired in Falmouth and his mom lives in that area. That's uh, great. I'm giving away way too much information, but um no, but uh, then we would go out and uh, spend some time together. And, get, and it's been really incredible to get to know him more and, and to, to know Brian, the person, not the, yeah. the, the, the myth. Because, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the great. Behind I haven't that, you know? found that, though, like when you're, you know, because you get to talk to like a lot of really interesting designers. And, and I've always found that the best design, the, the people that are like, you know, well-known and really know, like doing amazing work tend to be like just nor- the best, most nine, normal people, you know. Yeah. Like they're just good, friendly people. Like there's, yes. there's none of this, like, yeah, I'm so fantastic. I can't talk to you. I mean, it just. And I come across it, that sometimes on this podcast and it's like, come on, man. Like, you don't have to be like that. You know, and it, it, I used to be like, I love everyone. Come yeah. on. Like, you know, we're not, it's not that serious. Surgeons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess some people are sort of like concerned about their, um, 
And I, I can, I can understand being like a chief creative officer or something like that, or like, you really have to be measured in what you're saying and stuff like that. But for me personally, I love talking to people like yourself and Brian and, um, and uh, Joe meeting Joe Duffy was absolutely oh, Joe's amazing. Isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Dude, that guy's the man. I love yeah. there's, a, there's a couple people that I like fell in love with. Like the, you guys are all on that list. Like the Joe Dang. Duffy, Brian, Sean, Michael yeah. Beirut was the same way. Yeah. It's so cool. I, I like, I don't know. I like the older, <laughs> I like the older guys, man. I don't know yeah, what to tell exactly. you. Like the, the wisdom is there. You know what I mean? It's well, thanks. Yeah. We have a little bit just, yeah. you know, before it all goes away, like just totally like lost. Well, you look like you're about 40 years old. So that's good. thank you. I think that we've covered it pretty well for the young people out there. Just get after it, kids and have fun. Uh, and don't be afraid if it's all over the place. Right now I'm living between uh, learning about modular grids and layout design and in large part due to your classes. And then the other part of my brain is working on I'm opening up Photoshop and trying to make like very Peter Max-esque work. Oh, fun. Of, like Seymour Quas. I got yeah. these brushes and stuff, thinking in symmetry and color. And um, I've been looking at, and I don't know if you know this, the Peculiar Manicule. Mm -hmm. amazing, yeah. Yeah. Amazing, amazing website. The whole psychedelic world is my Love favorite. Love that stuff. It. And yeah. I think, and I'm learning in both of those spaces and have jack shit to show for it. But I genuinely think that when those two things sort of, meet each other in the middle yeah that's gonna be like my sweet spot because it's gonna yeah, be yeah. it's like when holidays collide that's when what yes. you need to have happen yeah it's gonna yeah. be like uh christmas in july type vibes it's gonna be yeah. awesome but it's, it's good though but i'm i'm okay for the first time in my life i'm okay with them not because i used to be like well i did this thing where now i have to put on my portfolio right. i did yeah. this thing don't, you don't have to like yeah. you don't always have to know where you're going I it's okay to just wander sometimes I work at a re just to be honest right now I'm doing freelance design for a refurbished battery company. And I love it. I have, That's ways, great. I'm working bankers hours. I very seldom am I doing what nice. I'm supposed to be doing. I'm usually like going down some sort of creative rabbit hole and I don't have kids yet. I'm enjoying this freedom. And I know it'd be cool to have something on my poor, on my like um, resume that looks better, but it's cool. It's, it's going hey, somewhere. Ladislav Sutnar, you know, worked for like basically a company that made like pipes, right? Steel pipes and did some of the most amazing work of the 20th century. Yeah. That's you know, what I'm yeah, that's, you know, like, it, like, you know, people are like, Oh, well, my client is just not good enough. I'm like, Hey, there's no bad clients, it's bad designers. Like, you right. know, like yeah. any a good designer is going to make anything exciting. I could tell a great designer, you got to do something about ducks and they'll make something exciting and interesting out of it. Yeah. And there's nothing stopping you from coming home and getting your freak on, you know what I'm exactly. saying? <laughs> and that's what I try and do. I try and do things that I like. So that way it doesn't seem like work. If it feels like work, then it's not right. I, I yeah. just, I got so tired of like trying to get these like big marquee names on my resume and then just getting bounced from them. And that very transactional thing, yeah. I was like, I'm going to go back to the refurbished battery company and just take a deep breath and watch some Sean Adam videos. I love that. I think that's so cool. I just yeah. like, I mean, some of my favorite clients Eventually, I need a real job though. So we're like, like the not sexy yeah. clients, you know, people are like, Oh, <laughs> you know, you have all these blue chip clients and they're always like, you know, like you know, Disney and Nickelodeon and stuff like that. And I'm like, yeah, some of the stuff, my favorite stuff was just stuff for really dull. I love that your dog is on the podcast. This is, I know. This is that, yeah, that's the, the dog who's like, you know, someone <laughs> the door. So, of course, the dog likes to that's cool. be part of it. <laughs> I love I love your your doorbell sounds exactly like how I would picture your doorbell to sound that very like classy, like nice. Right. Yeah. My, yeah. Gran my grandpa's doorbell is like that. And my doorbell is like, Meh. 
It's terrible. <laughs> right. My my doorbell sounds like breakfast at Tiffany's, where it's like bam bam bam. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's a good one. It, it scares the hell out of me all the time. But that's one of my weird. Since we're just here being silly and being crazy, that's one of the things that uh, I know that you had mentioned on our last talk that um, Michael Beirut was completely in in love and inspired by um, what was it Showgirls? I think Showgirls. Oh, get Michael to like do scenes from Showgirls. He he he, he can do them. It's pretty amazing. Okay, while we're here and having fun, because yeah. I think at this point, I think that we've definitely given some value to people. But I I'm, I'm just I don't never get a chance to talk to you, so we'll talk about this kind of stuff. What is some of the stuff that you just think is the coolest shit and somehow informs your design? Like for me personally, I don't know what it is. And then I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but breakfast at Tiffany's mm-hmm. or like for like, for like a straight white dude. I don't know. I, I, it's my favorite freaking thing ever. I don't know what it is. Obsessed with breakfast. Right. At Tiffany's. Like Henry Mancini, charade, that whole thing, that Cary Grant type vibe. I'm going right. to siphon something out of that. I don't know what it is, but I love that world. And I, partially blame you for that thank you no i appreciate that no the, you know the funny the funny the, the, the sort of offhand story about that with breakfast is we're way me. offhand now it's we're chilling this is gonna yeah be is when i was when i was like you know two three years old um you know my parents had the record out you know of the of that and there's a picture of audrey hepburn on the cover mm-hmm. and my mother looked remarkably like audrey hepburn your mom like, yeah like really remarkably like like audrey wow. hepburn and and so when I was little, I thought that was my mom. I was always like, oh, that's my mom on there. Yeah. Like, and oh, that's her in the movie. And, um, you know, and so it was, yeah, it was like years later. I'm like, oh, it's, wait, not the same person. Okay. Yeah, no. You know, no. but. Um, Did your mom have that accent? What are they called? The, the, the Atlantic accent? Transatlantic, right? Transatlantic. My mother. Yes. That. Yes. That was like one of those things, you know, my, I mean, you know, my family background, it's, you know, right. uh, old. And um, <laughs> that was something that my grandmother was very particular about was proper diction, appropriate language. You know, it's, it's how you can tell the difference in people. And right. um, so she was, yeah, no, my mother was incredibly beautifully well-spoken. So um, you were the rebellious art kid. She was, I mean, you know, she was, um, you know, she, she and my dad were both kind of weird counterculture people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we lived in San Francisco in the sixties and the hate. And, um, but they, um, you know, they, 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 they were just, you know, they were incredible people. I was just, you know, I'm lucky that, that, you know, they were to, to have people like that that raised me. Um, Absolutely. But I'm the like thing jealous. I, I, well, the, yeah, no, they were, they were pretty, they were <laughs> my pretty, parents were like boring lucky. people from like Long Island and Pennsylvania. We just go around church all day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, my, um, no, I love, my dad was like just strange. Like he was just a geek and, right. um, which I, I always sort of loved, like, you know, he was like a super amazing math genius. Um, really? And um, that's the modular grid stuff. That's where that comes in. That's yeah, where it your, must your be. love of, yeah. Yeah. But he was that. like, and, but I, 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 he was just strange. You know, my dad was just one of those people, like you'd call him and Hey dad, how's it going? Every, everything you talked to him about was binary. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, how's it going dad? Good. Uh, what's anything <laughs> happening? No. Like it was just like, you just got these yes, no answers for everything. And right. um you know, but I still have like, I was just the other day, I was going through a box of books that like, um, you know, after he passed away, you know, I was like, hey, can I have all of these paperbacks? Because he had this huge paperback collection. And they are, um, I was like, why have I not gone through these? They're like all science fiction books from like the 60s and 70s. I'm like, these covers are amazing. How did I miss this? Like, yeah, like, just so cool, you know, but yeah. um, 
yeah, they, awesome. they, they were, they were, they were odd, odd characters, but no, the day my mother died, people were like mistaking her for Audrey Hepburn. Um, really? Wow. Yeah. And so, um, you know, but, um, but yeah, what was the thing that I was always obsessed about that? I'm talking the weird stuff, the embarrassing stuff. I shared about Santa Claus. So you got to, ma- you got to. Right. There was a, there, this is like one of those totally off the wall play things, but there was um, between, you know, my grandparents lived part of the time in Reno, part of the time up at Tahoe, and they had a ranch um, in the Sierras. And so sometimes uh, if you were driving, you know, on um, the, the highway towards San Francisco, there was a, a, a truck stop um, and it was like a little like shopping mall truck stop called the Nut Tree and in Vacaville. And so we would, you know, if you, anytime you go, we'd stop at Nut Tree and, you know, have lunch there or something like that. And, and I remember being obsessed with the Nut Tree when I was a kid. Like I was just like, it had like a train that like, you know, you could ride around in yes. because it went over to their little airport. And, um, you know, later on, I found out that, you know, this guy, Don Burrell had done all the design for it and he had worked for the Eameses. So it had this very Eames aesthetic to everything. And oh, that's so cool. And I didn't know any of that. You know, I'm like, you know, eight years old. And I was like, oh, it's the coolest place in the world. And I have like, I still have all this ephemera from the nut tree that I must have gotten when I was like eight or nine years old. Is um, this like a, did you make like a blog post about this or something? Is there somewhere I could see? Some I'm of sure this I stuff, did. Or, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's, cool. um, it was, I mean, it was a, it was a real, like a little island of amazing Eamesian mid-century modern. And um, I don't know how I latched onto that when I was like eight years old, but it was, it was like, oh, we got to go to nut tree. I got to go to nut tree. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. I have sort of like these, these weird places I remember. Well, I'm a nineties kid. I'm showing how young I'm here. Sorry. Right. Um, but it, that was a time the not, I think of the nineties and I know you were a, uh, a big part of this, um, you know, not to, not to blow up your ego too much, but I, I know that you definitely had your hand in this aesthetic like the, the, the 90s are sort of a, a colorful maximalism. Yeah. I don't know if that's like the right exact word, but very colorful, very over the top. And I grew up with places like um, loved uh, the Rainforest Cafe with like the mm-hmm. big fish tanks and stuff, just completely over the top. I grew up uh, just outside of the, I'm not sure if you've ever been there, the Palisades Mall. It, the yeah. Palisades Mall, in my mind, was just like the coolest place ever. There was like Jeepers. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that you'll get this reference, um, and this is one of my weird kind of things that I got hung up on as a kid, still obsessed with to this day. And I know that your, your Nickelodeon will, will, will click here. So Good Burger, as I'm sure you remember, that's right yeah. around the time you were working there, right? Yeah. Uh, or somewhere around there. Yeah. Mondo Burger. For me. Oh, nice. I want to live in that world. The, yeah. the, the world of like the jumpsuit with like the silver with the sparkling. Right. Like very cool. Neon lights. Everything's like oversized. Yeah. I just love the 90s. I really, from a design standpoint, in the same way, I, I'm sure like you probably feel about like maybe the 60s and 70s. Yeah. The 90s yeah. for me, man. I'm excited. Like when I saw that like Dua Lipa was kind of doing the Spice Girls thing, I was like, let's go. It's yeah. so cool. I love yeah, that I mean, it's it's funny. Like at the beginning of the decade, it was so dark, right? Like, yeah, like it was so mired in this sort of grunge, decomposed kind of mashed up typography, right. like, and everything Nirvana was very gray type. and black, and 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 you know, and, and you know, when 
when I started and I, you know, with, with you know, our own firm, I w- was like, that's just not me. I just live like, can't design be about optimism and can't we do something people like normal people respond to? Like right. doesn't have to be degraded and only five people at a gallery somewhere in downtown LA might understand <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, just introducing like color, you know, was like, like this, I mean, I'm, I'm think, I mean, knock on wood. I mean, it was really nice that, you know, not many other people were doing that at the time. And, and, you know, I mean, I certainly got slammed for it enough. You know, I right. mean, there, there was a lot of criticism about, oh, you people. can't take that stuff seriously. <laughs> it's not real design. It's just yeah, I California disagree. color and all that kind of stuff. But but I love it. Yeah. I, I mean, I fortunately, care. it did seep out into the rest of the world. I was like, yeah. it worked. I mean, and actually, sometimes I'm like, OK, if we didn't do anything, we kind of cleaned up, we cleaned up design a little bit and gave it some color. Like, yeah. you know, it was like. You know, take well, it away give- from being too elite and allow it to be accessible to others. Yes. Well, I should give some context here. So Sean worked on, and, and make sure you correct me along the way here. I don't want to be like your niece who said that you did everything for Disney, mm-hmm. but um, on the on Nickelodeon, you were, uh, you and Noreen Morioka at, at your agency at the time, yeah. worked on the, the splat, the iconic splat Nickelodeon logo, which again, as someone who loves the 90s, my yeah. absolute favorite. That was based on real spit. I remember that from that from was real spit. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. So you cool. cannot simulate spit. You actually yes. do have to get a straw and do some spitting yes. and then scan it. Yeah, it was that's like good. a disgusting process, but it made yes. good logos. And then also, you worked on the identity system for Nick at Night, correct? Yep, Nick at Night and I Nick love Jr. Nick at Night. I love oh, Nick, Nick at Night. Nick I want them to bring back Three's Company. Come on, bring back Three's Company. I want it all. Those were, those are, I loved it. Work on Nick and Night was like one of those sort of amazing projects where I really wanted it to be, I wanted the, 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 the identity and the graphic system to reflect sitcoms, which was yes. what it was all. It was all sitcoms. TV yeah. Land was hour long dramas, like, you know, um, cop shows and stuff like that. Right. But, but I remember like I, one of the people in my office just, I said, get, let's get reels of tape of every sitcom. And all they did, I mean, we had like five binders of printouts of images from sitcoms to try to figure out what is the language of a sitcom? Like, what is, how do you know you're watching a sitcom? And it was so great when you realize like, okay, there's this kind of an opening sequence. There's always an establishing shot from the outside. Then it cuts to the inside living room. I mean, there was such a great sort of deconstruction of, of that language and then building a system around that was so you much still fun. have that binder? I want to see that binder. So I know that. I God only knows where that binder is. The, oh. bind, the sitcom binders. Yeah. If you ever find it, let me know. That'd be so Let cool. you know. Yeah. Some of the best nights of my life were with my parents. With, you know, my dad would have a few too many Budweiser's. My mom would have a few too many glasses of wine. I'm up. It's like, you know, like one o'clock in the morning, which at the time just seemed like so late. And I'm up and right. it's like, yeah, uh, three's company was one of the programs, right? Yeah. Three, yeah. Com- yeah it was three. Yeah. Laverne and Shirley, three's company. I love Lucy Gilligan's yes. Island. It was oh, such I love it. a beautiful business concept because the, and I think Jerry Laborn had come up with this that, um, cause previously Nick and I, it was just sort of like all over the place. And, right. and Jerry figured out that, all of those sitcoms were have been running for years. And of course, every time, every season there's a rerun, the cost goes down to run it again. 
You know, it's going to cost a lot to rerun a brand new show, like the, the royalties and everything, but they go down over the years. So those shows were basically free. Like they were just like, they cost almost nothing right. um, to re to run. Like some of them didn't even have royalty systems in place. So to repackage that all as classic television and not just like, okay, channel 13 is rerunning three's company right. was genius. I mean, yeah. and that was all her. She was like, it was, it was like, wow, that is a smart business model. And the indents and stuff like that and the, the bugs and everything were really yeah. what, what helped to kind of get that. Yeah. It's so yeah, cool. it was all, it was all just repackaging it. So it was like, classic television you know and yeah. sitcoms and this is the one place you could go for it and as a kid it was like running racy. those things on other channels and i remember as a kid it was like racy you know what i mean like um, yeah. what's her name um uh, well not not Su suzanne summer suzanne yeah i'm sorry you watch she's coming now and you're like how did that get on television oh. I was so in love with her like and the other girl too all of them i just love them all no i mean with I, my initial heartthrobs when I, a few times ago on one of my LinkedIn learning courses that I was shooting, I was wearing a shirt and they were like, your nipples are too apparent. <laughs> and you put a t-shirt on under that. And so I did. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And I'm like, well, you watch Three's Company and they're like, women's breasts are practically out, you know? And That's why that I, was, was, I, was just, I was shocked. I went from like, you know, I went from like the Rugrats during the TV. I was right. like, what, what is this yeah. vanilla? I want, not, you know, so that's cool. Yeah, that and Charlie's Angels. And you're like, yeah. How did they run that on primetime television? I have some friends that are that are very, I don't want to throw, throw anyone under the bus here, but I have some friends that are very uh, well um, acquainted, let's just say, with right. Vi Viacom, CBS, CBS. And every time I see them, I'm like, the biggest mistake you guys are making, aside from playing ridiculousness all day on MTV, yeah. is not having Nick at night. I don't care if yeah. you need to clean it up. Nick at night needs to start. And I think it started around like, what, like 11 p.m.? Eight. Nick at night. Um, it programming. So yeah. Nickelodeon yeah. was ran from um, um, like, it was like 11 to two. And then there was, yeah, it was mostly the afternoon up until, no, maybe it was seven. I think it was 7 p.m. was the end of Nickelodeon programming. And then Nick at night took over after that. Yeah. Um, Nick Jr. ran in the mornings. Wow. That was, you know, preschool oriented stuff. Dude, blast from the past. Oh my God. This has been like my favorite podcast. I'm going to chop this up and make sure that it, that it all, all seems yeah. good. Can we do like 10 more minutes? Is that cool? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, cool. So of all the courses that you've done over the years, making a hard return back to reality. Right. Of all the courses that you put out there on lynda.com, now LinkedIn Learning. I don't, I don't even know if I should even be saying that anymore, whatever. Uh, yeah. What have been your, if you had to recommend one, what is your, what's the one you'd say is the go-to? Well, I mean, there's two actually. Um, I, I know what my favorite ones are. Well, tell me those. I'm, I typically, my favorite ones are the ones that only five people have watched. Um, you know, like I love my arts and crafts course, and seriously, five people have watched it. You know, like it's I'm one of them. It's such a beautiful course. I mean, the content is so gorgeous. Um, but the ones that like, I, and I just reshot um, uh, a couple of months ago. I, I I remade Foundations Layout and Composition. Just oh, because nice. the examples were so ancient, you know, and, <laughs> right. um, and then last week I reshot, um, I updated um, Foundations of Branding and Foundations oh. of Branding was, I really was happy to redo that one. I mean, it's so funny because the original one I did was only like seven years ago, yeah. but I went back, I'm like, why the hell am I talking about envelopes? Like who cares <laughs> about envelopes? So it was so great to go back into it and say, okay, let's talk about social media instead of envelopes. Let's talk yes. about 
you know, like online presence instead of nine by 12 folders, you know, it yeah. was, it's a, it was, it, I was like, wow, what a boring course when we're talking about like, and your media kit folder should be like this. You know? <laughs> so I, um, I just know, thought that's like, what, like, you know, like fancy bougie designers did. You know what I mean? I, I was like, yeah. clearly, clearly I missed this in design school, but yeah, <laughs> I, I make a hell of a stationary though these days. That's cool. Yeah. I well, I kept that in there. Strangely enough, I actually did a bunch of research and asked people, does anyone still use stationery? And everyone asked, yeah, I do. I don't use it all the time, but yeah, there's times I have to send letters out to people and I have legal stuff and you know, and I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, we'll talk about stationery. Well, I was just talking about that with someone um, from the Collins San Francisco office who I was talking about before who was kind of encouraging me along the way. And I was like, hey, can you send me like a deck of and to show like, you know, like the right modular grids? He's like, dude it's all the same thing. Like you need to, I'm not sending you anything. Modular grids and layout design is all the same thing. Just the medium changes. And there's yeah. nothing that I can send you. That's like, you have that. That's the most critical part of this whole thing. And that's yeah. actually when I fired up LinkedIn learning, went back on your course. And then I sent, and I immediately sent a message Sean Adams, you're coming back on the show, and, he, and here we are. So. Oh, thanks, yeah. This has been yeah. so much friggin' fun. We need to do this again. It, we don't necessarily have to have the mics involved, but it didn't stop yeah. us today, so. No, no, it's, it's so much, I'm so, it's so nice to do it. It's such a nice break from the day, and um, I mean, we've been so busy, and just, like, living sort of half on campus and half online, and, and you know, I'm in the middle of, like, we're starting a brand new program, you know, for fall of 22, um, that's a purely online program, like, yeah. 100%. Um, in branding strategy and, and that, you know, just getting a new program up and running is like, you got to find faculty, you got to like, you know, get the promotional materials together, you've got to like, build the syllabi out. And it's, it's a, you know, it's a real design job. Strangely enough, people are like, right. well, you miss design. I'm like, well, I'm still writing and designing books. And I still have clients, strangely enough. But, right. um, but no, you're designing like, curricula you know it's yeah. so cool like when you're like okay this should follow this we have to make sure we actually talk about business issues in this course we have to talk about you know it's right it's fun That's so cool uh where can people find you online where can people get in touch if people want to get involved with art center college uh i love art center thanks if i ever get my yeah, master i mean you can find me you know like my site is either you can go to burningsettlerscabin.com um and then for art center um the you can artcenter.edu and then our the, the program's site is artcentergraphicdesign.com. Awesome. Dude, this has been so much fun. I feel like we officially became best friends. It's been great to catch up with you. You are the man, sir. I'm, I'm glad Thank that you. you still like me after yeah. all these years. Yeah, just give me a holler anytime you need anything. All right, you got it, brother. All right, talk to you later. Take care, bye. bye.